The offline recording is now engaged. Wait, that's not going to work. I can't say that and then say, Hey folks, welcome to Beef Sticks Podcast. My name is Pasty White. And I'm Fat Mac. Happy Independence Day, y'all. We're not talking independence with a C like that stupid Bill Paxton Will Smith piece of crap <laughs> which i actually really enjoy the movie but you know no we're talking about the independence the independent scene the wrestling scene yeah a little something different for you in the beast sticks summer of other a little something else different Pasty White actually has beer this evening, folks. Couldn't not have beer for the fourth. Are you fucking kidding me? That's like that's like Only treason. Done, like all of your homework, then it would have been even better. But you know, <laughs> whatever. Ah, I got beer. Cut me some slack. <laughs> what you want, Fat Mac? What do I want? What you own? Oh, I'm 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 not on nothing, man. I'm just cruising, <laughs> cruising. No, I, I got myself. Uh, I haven't got it, but I got to get myself a uh, a OE eight hundred forty. Forties. I was looking at the forties. I'm like, damn, I could get three of them bitches. Instead, I paid $11 for six cans of beer. And they're 12-ounce cans. But it's much better beer. Fuck yeah! You got that. We're talking Stone Brewing Company's Tangerine Express IPA. With hints of tangerine and pineapple. It's a serene dream for your spleen. Mean Gene says scream for Stone Tangerine Express IPA. Yummy, 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 and pasty white's tummy. Yeah, I wish I could share it with you, brother. I wish you could also, to be honest. But... Uh, I mean, nothing says the 4th of July and, and patriotism. Like drinking an India Pale Ale, am I right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nothing says uh, American like India, you know. I mean, after all, it's the land of Indians, and Columbus was pretty sure this was India, so, you know. What else we doing, anyways? Whoa. Stuff is happening over here. Folks, I've been sitting here staring at the OneNote, which we use to convey things back and forth and keep the show in line. And I've been staring at a relatively blank page since we connected. Finally, it updates, and there's three words. Three words. That's all it is. Three words. There will be more to come.
More to come, folks. More to come. <laughs> while, while more is coming, while we're coming more, you want to drop some knowledge on the folks that pay for our kids' college? Are you talking about the knowledge of beautifying cars everywhere? The campaign I've been raging for the last fuck, 68 episodes of the B-Sticks podcast. And of course, we're talking about our good friend, Corey Matthews, at Monsterware. Hit him up on Facebook, at Corey Matthews, or Monsterware. Actually, on Facebook, he's Corey Cujo, K-U-J-O, Matthews. Supplying you the finest, highest quality vinyl decals for your vinyl decal needs. High-grade product, quick turnaround time, locally sourced here in the great state of Minnesota. It won't let you down, folks. And while you're at it, why don't you go get yourself some 4th of July t-shirts custom made to your specifications at Monsterware. You might be thinking to yourself, Monsterware, that's an odd name. And I tell you this, he hand paints hockey masks too. So that should solve that. Yes, Monsterware clothing. Bring you the finest in promotional goods for 27 years. On top of that, there's also a place that you can go where everyone knows your name. And it's the Galactic Get Down, bitches! Yeah! Drop some getting down knowledge on them, pasty. Mm, man. Oh, sorry. The Galactic I'm still Get working Down. Here. I'm still working. <laughs> <laughs> the Galactic Get Down brought to you by Dead Larry Seahorse Productions and Vicarious Visions takes place the first weekend of August 2018 in beautiful, balmy Houston, Minnesota. Featuring a massive lineup of some of the best artists from around the Midwest and more. You never know what surprises you're going to find at the Get Down. So get on down. Tickets are still available in advance for around $80. And folks, they'll be available at the gate as long as supplies last for the mere price of $100. You might think that's a little steep, but it ain't. Seeing as you're looking at two full days of music and a pre-show, giving you three full days of music, raging all day into the night, and then those weird hours of the night, it continues. The Romer Dome All-Stars are going to be bringing you silent jams. You know, everybody's got to pass out sometime, and you might as well let them get some sleep while they can, because shit kicks off again the next morning, and your head's going to be spinning. Silent Jams brings to you live music two nights in a room full of friends, but you're all wearing headphones, 
and the music is put out through the headphones to your branium. Better prune those geraniums. It's going to be some shit, and it's going to be dope. I tell you, we're here every year. It's the third galactic get-down. Guess what? We've been to three of them. And it's always a mind-blowing experience. Everywhere you go, you hear great music. You see some great art. Phenomenal art. Meet excellent people. Eat excellent food. And folks, the Combo Express is going to be back again this year. Man, I can't wait for those pork tacos. You know what I'm talking about. Oh, delicious, delicious, delicious. Especially with a belly full of of last night's beer. And Mm. wine. And liquor. And whatever else, you know. Yeah, anything you can find to imbibe. We want to um, sing Lion King songs? Yeah, nothing says like America exactly, like the Lion King. We want to America. tell them exactly what we're talking about here with uh, the Independence Day. Independence Day. You know, lately, the Fat Mac and I have been not watching WWE televised programming, and we call this the Summer of Other. And today, we decided, you know what? It's the 4th of July. It's Independence Day. Better yet, it's Independence Day. So, fuck WWE. That's the last time you're going to hear those three letters out of our mouth for the rest of the night. Actually, Fat Mac, I'll let you get one in there too. Alright then. Get on with the Independence Day. You know, everywhere we live, it might not always be seen, but just below the surface of society lies your independent wrestling promotions this is the battleground the training arena for superstars that you very well could one day see on your television the independence fueling and the evil conglomerate wrestling corporations since 1956. 19 tickety two. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, we're both kind of un. You know us. You know us. We're unprepared, <laughs> uncoordinated. But uh, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna kick some ass. Um, and uh, I think we're gonna start off with something I came up with today. I was at work, and I was thinking, you know, God, we don't have a lot going on. Um, for 
for reasons unknown, and I won't mention here, we were unable to discuss R Ring of Honor's Best in the World pay-per-view, which was amazing. <clears throat> Pasty. Um, <laughs> Whoa. Why the fuck did I do that to myself? Yeah, exactly. Why uh... did you? I mean, I know why I do those things to myself. But, uh... <laughs> um, no, but so I thought, you know, other than uh, there is some news to, to, to pop out, talk about in the independent world. There's always tons of news in the independence world if you actually pay attention and give a shit. But besides that, I came up with a fun little game. I like games, folks. You ever realize that? I like I like putting together like top tens. We like doing skits. I like doing games. I like I like doing fun shit. I like to do more than just sit here and discuss the news. I'm Ted Baxter. Good evening. So I came up with something that I didn't come up with the title till later on, but I, I decided the title is Indie or 80. Now, I'm going to have to go on Pasty White's word that he's not going to Google this shit. All right. And we got a game. I've got 20. I'll have 20. <laughs> 20, um, 20 titles. 20 titles, folks. They're titles. And Pasty's going to have to determine whether that title is an independent wrestling promotions. Um, they, don't, they don't all have pay-per-views, but like Supercard, like one of their big major events. Or if it's a 1980s B-movie. Pasty's going to have to figure that out. And I thought that'd be fun. I thought because there's so many weird and wacky names, even for the even for the big budget pay-per-views, Great Balls of Fire, folks. Great Balls of Fire. <laughs> That's both. You know, <laughs> there's been all sorts of uh, there's been all sorts of different ones. And I thought, you know, eighties eighties uh, movies and and um, independent wrestling. They both just get really weird, and they both usually have some weird crap in them. Now, Pacey, I don't know, um, how many do you got on your screen there? Nineteen. Nineteen. Mm -hmm. So you'll have twenty by the time we get to it. So just so I didn't mispronunciate some words or nothing, I put them up for you to be able to read how they're spelled. Again, please, Pacey, for the fun of the game, don't Google this shit. If I Googled it? You would hear this. So unless you turn, yes. So, so we're gonna start out with the top one. The first one, it's called Black Coal Sun. That's coal like the coal you mine from the ground, folks. C O L E. Black Coal Sun. Pasty white. Is this but isn't an independent? Coal C O A L. So this is I coal like Michael. No. Um. It could be. I've never been much or... of a speller. Adam, and since Adam is a coal, I think this is an event. You think it's a, a an event? Yes. You think it's like a spectacular? <laughs> no, the no. Red carpet affair. It's an event. Yeah. Oh, oh. You mean like you mean like a super like a, it's an independent. Yes. You gotta say indie or eighty, buddy. I don't know what you're talking about. It's the name of the fucking game. All right. It's in indie. All right, Pacey White, you are correct. Black <laughs> Coal Sun is a pro wrestling guerrilla event 
from the not-too-distant 2014. Now, what's interesting about this match is, oh, I guess I should have said at the beginning, too, so folks don't think this is boring. I'm going to tell you some of the more prominent matches from some of the people you may or may not know for the uh, events and for the movies. I'm going to give you a synopsis of the movie and let you know what it's about and maybe who's in it. But this one is, it's Pro Wrestling Gorilla from 2014. Adam Cole does have a match on here, but he's just in the mid. He's not even, uh, he's not at the beginning, he's not at the end. He's thrown in the middle against Cedric Alexander. At the beginning of the show, they had ACH, AR Fox, and Rich Swan versus Bobby Fish, Johnny Gargano, and Chuck Taylor. I think we're all pretty familiar with Almost all of those names, I'm familiar with all of them. For sure, everybody remembers Rich Swan for getting uh, fired from WWE. Bobby Fish in the um, CFO Undisputed Era. Isn't Rich Swan in uh, Impact now? He is. That's going to be part of our independent news. He is. He is in, oh, well, we, we already talked about it before, but he made his official debut now, so... Um, Johnny Gargano, everybody knows him from having the best matches in WWE at all this year. Um, there was also Chris Hero versus Trevor Lee. Chris Hero in NXT right now. Trevor Lee in uh, Impact Wrestling at this time. There was a PWG Tag Team Championship match, the world's cutest tag team, which was one of my favorite tag teams for the longest time. Candice LeRae and Joey Ryan, if you will. Defending their titles against The Addiction, Christopher Daniels and Frankie Kazarian. And then the main event of the night was Kyle O'Reilly versus Ricochet, another two guys who are now in NXT. I found it interesting, Pacey, as I went through here, how many of these people you're going to remember, you're going to know the names just from WWE. Right, yeah, that's crazy. And the fact that their names haven't changed. It's kind of amazing to see how many people, their names have remained intact in recent years. Well, that's because that's cause they're innocent, Pasty. The names are only changed to protect, or no, it's because they're guilty. <laughs> the names are only changed to protect the innocent. Hence in the yeah. case of which one, right? He was found innocent. <laughs> All right. That was Black Coal Sun. Pasty got that one. Yes. All right. Maybe I'll just put a plus. I like pluses. All right, that's an equal. At a firework. <laughs> um, next one is as the worm turns. Hmm. As the worm turns. There's nothing about this that says wrestling. Is it a trick? Is it a gimmick? No, it's an eighty. It's an 80, says Pasty, but he is wrong. What? As the Worm Turns is another pro wrestling gorilla event from way back in 2010. Starring the Boogeyman. (laughs) I'm going to get you. There there really wasn't a lot of names of note that most people (laughs) recognize or even that I recognized. Uh, The biggest ones I noticed on there was Chris Hero versus Alex Shelley. That was as the worm turns. <laughs> so Pasty missed the worm. He's not the best tequila drinker in the world, but give him some. All right. The only reason I missed the worm is you got to it before I did, damn it. 
I know. I'll do that sometimes. My tongue is tricky, man. It twists and tangles and dances. The tango. And that's why the worm is turning. Next up. <sighs> Next up is Jim Cotta. Jim Cotta. It's got to be. Not Rum Chata. It's got to be an indie. It's got to be an indie. Pasty, you're not the best at this game so far, but you got plenty oh. to make it up. It is oh. an 80. Jim Cotta is a movie from 1985. The description is as follows. An American gymnast travels to a foreign country to compete in a deadly game not won by another other than a native in more than 900 years. I think it's a ripoff of Bloodsport. It seems like it's the Kumite. Sounds like it. It's the Kumite. It's the North from Korean Bloodsport. version of Bloodsport. <laughs> right? It's the North Korean Kumite. Is the Jimkata. <laughs> <laughs> nope, that was an 80 uh, from the good old mid-1985. That's all right. You got a lot. You got a lot of time to, to make up on this one. Now, this one going to be hard for me to describe to the folks at home. So I'm going to read it correctly the first time, and then I'll kind of... Um... Well, anyways, let me just say I don't think this. you need to sugarcoat it for anyone. I think if you just space the words out enough, it'll make sense. All right. This one is key the E out of our ool. Key the E out of our ool. If you can't catch, uh, this doesn't, I don't think this this is any kind of hint or any kind of spoiler. If you can't tell, folks, it's basically the phrase, keep the pee out of our pool, but with all the peas removed in a delightful pun. Yeah, we don't want no pee in that pool. That's a strong cause to stand for. And since it's a strong cause, I'm going to say it's an indie. Pasty's back on the board. It is an indie. This is an indie from 14 years ago. Holy shit. Our kids weren't even born yet, Pasty. This is yet another pro wrestling gorilla. I wasn't even born yet. A pro wrestling gorilla. (laughs) A lot of pro wrestling gorilla on here. 2004. Um, The two biggest notes on here, the American Dragon, Brian Danielson, teaming up with Samoa Joe. To take out Shane and Shannon Ballard. Um, Shane and Shannon Ballard never got big, the Ballard brothers, but everybody knows Brian Danielson and as, what about as Daniel Finn Ballard. Ballard? Uh, it's, it wasn't, but it could have been. <laughs> and also, there was Spanky versus Frankie. Spanky versus Frankie Kazarian. Pasty, do you remember who uh, Spanky moved on to become in WWE? Oh, God. Uh, Crash? Nope. No. God the Brian Kendrick. Oh, yeah. That makes sense. Spanky. The Brian Kendrick. Isn't it crazy, these uh, these names? They could really they could really go either way. Once I... Uh, I just the funniest kind of... thing since I first glanced at the list, I was totally convinced that this was a movie, and then I stopped and thought about it. I'm like, no... That's something you stand for. <laughs> and right? of course, leave it to uh, Brian Danielson and Samoa Joe. Fuck yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, they'll keep the pee out of the pool. No, no fucking around with them. Keep it in the ring where it belongs. Yeah, there's been many a pee and a and a poo in a ring. But what are you gonna do? That's just the way it is. All right, this is coming along quite well. Yeah. Next up, we have Deadly Force. That's an '80s movie. Yes! Pacey, that <laughs> is an 80s movie. You're starting to rock it now, man. Now you're getting into the swing of things. You got it. Deadly Force is a 1983 movie. Stoney Cooper, a former L.A. police officer, is at a low point in his life. Kicked off the force because of his anti-authority attitude. Oh, an anti-authority attitude in the 80s. That was right. original. He now ekes out a living as a freelancer in New York. But all this changes when the daughter of an old friend is killed by a serial killer terrorizing L.A. He may have to use deadly force. Oh, no! (laughs) It'd be better if, like, he was fired from the police force for his attitude and his anti-authority way, and then he blackmailed the wrong person, and the police force is trying to kill him. That'd be a good movie. Right. When I seen the title, I thought for sure it was a Steven Seagal movie. But it's <laughs> right. <not>. Right. <laughs> I thought for sure it was. I could probably, I could probably make a list like this with only Steven Seagal movies, and it'd be hard to tell <laughs> what was what. Hmm. Um. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. Nice. Next one is Night of Infamy. Man, this could go either way. This could go either way. But it's an 80. Is that your final answer? That is it. It is an indie. Or did you say indie or 80? I said said 80. Oh, sorry. It's an indie. It's not an 80. Could easily be an 80, but it's not. It's an indie. It's a CZW Combat Zone Wrestling uh, show from 2005. Um, a lot on this one. The one that the, the match I thought it really stuck out to me was Adam Flash and B Boy. Eh, nobody's. But they defeated Team Masturbation. They defeated Masturbation. You know, when it comes to masturbation, you just got to beat it. Right. You know, that was their attitude. Team Masturbation, of course, is Beef Wellington and Excalibur. Beef Wellington, folks, if you haven't seen him, he's just fun. He's he's a good wrestler. He's fun. like a I've bigger cheeseburger. Live. Yeah. Uh, there was a tag team match with Danny Havoc and Necro Butcher. I think most people, at least most hardcore fans, and I mean hardcore fans like hardcore JCW, wrestling fans. JCW, right? Like, They're JCW yeah, fans, aren't not, they? Not like a... Uh, yeah, they, they've. I know for sure Necro Butcher has been in JCW. I mean, I'm like hardcore. Almost positive I've heard of Danny too. Havoc in that sense. And Danny Havoc's been a staple of CZW forever. They defeated DJ Hyde and John Damer. Uh, Chris Sabian was in here versus, or Chris Sabin was in here versus Mike Quackenbush. Mike Quackenbush, a huge name on the Indies, never quite made it to WWE. Chris, actually, Chris Sabin never quite made it to WWE, but I think everybody knows Chris Sabin. From his time with Motor City Machine Guns, Ring of Honor, TNA, you name it. 
And there was a CZW heavyweight title match. Wait, by Quackenbush. You were talking Ruckus about our old fa- boss, right? Yeah, yeah, it's his brother. It's his brother. <laughs> quacking the bush. Quacking the bush. I forgot that we had a boss, Quackenbush. Uh, CZW heavyweight title match. Ruckus <laughs> defeated Claudio Castagnoli. Pasty, you know who Claudio Castagnoli is now, right? Antonio Cesaro. That's right. Just drop the Antonio, apparently, for some reason. Because nope, I'm keeping it. One I'm bringing it back. And there was also a last man standing match that that goes, this. Antonio! <laughs> over and over again. And then they're going to escort you out because they can be dicks <laughs> like that over the stupidest things. <laughs> and there was a last man standing match. They pitched um, now NXT's Chris Hero beating Eddie Kingston, who is a former NWA champion. Eddie Kingston, another big name in the indies that's never quite made it to WWE, and I think at his age now, and his body type probably won't. He's a badass, but he's kind of on the... He's kind of built like Chris Hero, actually, to be honest, the Chris Hero nowadays. You mean like Not the Chris never Hero back then. seen a gym in his life? Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, no, like... Muscly, but yeah, it just got a lot of cover in it, you know. You can be, you can have a lot of muscle and have fat covering it up. Yeah, like Kevin Owens. But when you look at somebody like Cassius Ono, that's a different world completely. (laughs) All right. Pasty did not get the Night of Infamy, but I I bet you he will get this one Showdown in the Sun. It's an indie. Showdown in the sun. It's an indie, he says. Sorry, pasty, but it is an indie. Oh. Are we going to cut to commercial before the next answer, like most shows do? And the answer is... When we come back from this commercial break. (laughs) Eminem cleaning out my clothes. I don't know what the hell goes on on my TV, man. They got some weird shit. I should have shut it off before I started going. I, I can't hear it, but it's some weird stuff. Gross gore slash YouTube, but it says Eminem cleaning up my closet, and it has a guy playing video games sitting next to his dog. I don't know. None of it really kind of... None of it jives together, to be honest, so I don't know. But it's all American uh, as hell. But it's... Yes, it's as American as it gets. Gross gore, Eminem, playing video games, sitting with your dog... Actually, I think there's a... Are there police in the background now talking to the kid? <laughs> He's gaming, but there's like two police officers at his door. I don't know what the fuck's going on here. It is police. I can see the vest. It says police. This is I don't America. Know. Don't I get you slipping, no. Streaming this shit. Showdown in the sun. Ring of Honor, pasty. This is a good old ROH. Yeah. Back in 2012. This one's, I think, the oldest one we've had. No, no, we had 2005 just before this. What am I talking about? 2012, though, quite a while ago, this one uh, features a three-way elimination match for the Ring of Honor World Heavyweight Championship. Davey Richards defending his title against his American Wolves partner, Eddie Edwards, versus Roderick Strong, now of the Undisputed Era currently. And... In a second match, Davey Richards also defended his title against Michael Elgin, 
who is now uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling's never open weight champion. Nice. I believe that's the one he just won, wasn't it? I believe so. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's the one he just won. I was not happy he won that, but like I said, uh, like I said last week, he was in the best shape of his life. So good for him. Still don't love him, but you know, good for him. Oh, moving. I should give you a plus on this because you kicked its ass. Moving along, we have Mercury Rising. Hmm. Uh, it's an indie. Pasty says indie. I say Audi, but it is an independent promotions wrestling. Joey Mercury headliner. No, it has nothing to do with Joey Mercury actually <laughs> at all. <laughs> This is a uh, Dragon Gate USA show from 2013. Dragon Gate USA. Um, you know, I don't think they're around anymore. I really liked Dragon Gate USA, but I'm pretty sure they're not around anymore. I don't Actually, I don't even think Dragon Gate's around over in Japan anymore. Basically, it was a spinoff of Dragon Gate from Japan. Or it was very, um, very wrestling-centric. Very you take the the ring of honor attitude that they had back then and just kind of strictly even enforced it more but you had some really amazing matches in dragon gate usa and some great people came through there this one seen the dragon gate usa champion johnny gargano teaming up with ricochet and rich swan to take out sima ita and a secret weapon also on this card, Akira Tozawa of 205 Live fame took on Shingo. And there was a ladders match. Mick, not Mick. Why the fuck did I call him Mick? <laughs> Matt Jackson versus Nick Jackson versus Samurai Del Sol versus I want to see Mick Foley in disguise as Mick Jackson. Versus, versus Christina Von Erie. I'm the third Jonas brother. women in the world. Versus A.R. Fox versus Uha Nation. Pasty, you know Ooh-ha. who Uha Nation went on to become? Uh, the Usos? No, it's it's one man. It's, it's one man uh, is a nation. One man is a nation. Ryback. <laughs> no, it is actually Apollo Crews. Nation. Okay. It's a pretty, uh, pretty intense. I want to find this one because this one looks really good. Not only that, we also got Brian Kendrick versus Chucky T. Chuck Taylor. And for all you video game fans out there, the Super Smash Brothers versus Sammy Callahan and Eric Cannon. Eric Cannon is probably the my favorite wrestler who's ever uh, who I've ever choked out is Eric Cannon. I've seen the photos to prove it too. It is. He was he was picking on my sons, and uh, I had to, I had to step in. I should actually I should share those photos on uh, Facebook. On um, on Facebook.com. 
forward slash Beefsticks Podcast. Also on Twitter at BeefsticksCSB. I'll get them out there. I love Eric Cannon. He's badass. He's fun to watch. And uh, he's a PBR fan. And, and I'm all right with that. Paps Blue, baby. Yeah. So Pasty got this. He thought it was for Joey Mercury. There's a thing, there's a there. thing that he did for us that we never showed anybody. Didn't didn't we ever get that out? No, yeah, we never got you that wanted out. to wait for the time, and the time never happened. I don't know. I don't know. We've never got that out. Do we have it? Can we get it out now? Uh, Probably yes. Not. Yeah. Well, not on my end, no, because you're 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 running the show today. If I was running, yeah, because I have it on my end. We'll do it next week. We'll do it for sure. It would be perfect for Independence Day because he's one of my favorite independent wrestlers. But um, unless I can send it to you real quick while we're doing this, and we can do it. Do it after up. We'll that. play it a little bit later in the show. All right, we will do that. So now that you're kicking ass again, Pasty, the next one is open the Golden Gate. Open the Golden Gate. Somebody tell these people that. The Golden Gate Bridge doesn't actually have a door. I think it's an 80s movie. Pacey says it's an 80s movie, and he is right. It is a movie about homosexuality in the 80s, and open the Golden Gate is a euphemism for spreading the butt cheeks of a local Latino. <laughs> Wait a second, no! That is my off-Broadway play that I'm writing. I'm sorry. Sorry, Pasty. It is an indie. Damn it. It is an indie. This one's also from Dragon Gate USA, hence the gate, if Mm -hmm. you will. This one's from 2012 and features some prominent men that we may know. Loki. He spent a a cup of coffee in WWE as... uh, The hell was he in WWE? Do you even remember? Caval, Caval. There you go. There you go. Yep. Also known as Senshi, but uh, low key. BB Hulk, another big independent name. Chucky e. T. Chuck Taylor. Oh wait, no. Low key versus BB Hulk. I'm sorry. Then, then uh, Chucky e. T. Chuck Taylor and Scorpio Sky teamed up against the Young Bucks. There was a tables match against Ar Fox and Sammy Callahan. And there was a match with, again, 205 Live's Akira Tozawa taking on Pac. Pasty, other than Tupac Amaru Shakur, do you remember who Pac went on to become in WWE? Uh, Adrian Neville. The man that gravity forgot. Mighty Mouse. Yes, him. Yes, him. Yeah, it's kind of neat. You see a lot of the same names also pop up, even though some of these are from 2005 and some are from 2018 and some are from all over the place. You see a lot of the same names. You see names that maybe you didn't realize were big names until they got to WWE, such as like your Akira Tozawas, who it's like, oh no, they've been on the big, they've been on the big stage for a while, just a smaller big stage. That sounded. Pretty stupid, huh? That's my favorite kind of stage, actually. The smaller big stage? Yeah. I like a bigger small stage myself. Um, Not to be confused with the biggie small stage, you know. (laughs) But 
That one, that one always wants my money, so I don't know. All right, so. I'm on to 17 different things. I don't know where I'm at. Here we go. Let me click to the right thing. Next one we have, it's a single word, pasty. Just one word, not a lot to go off of. This is our number 10. You're halfway there. A single word. The word is retribution. See, this is where I have to stop for a second and question. Did you do research and make sure that it's not both? I, there were, there, to be honest, there were some that I knew were both that I um, avoided. But did I go through and scour IMDb for every fucking 80s B movie? <laughs> no. It very well could be multiple ones. <laughs> I feel like this could definitely be both. Um, Remember, to be fair, I am saying indies or 80s. So if it's a 70s movie or a 90s movie, Mm -hmm. it wouldn't even matter. Mm -hmm. Actually, fun fact for the people. Long, long time ago when Lil Pasty White realized he wanted to make music real, real bad, his first band was going to be called Retribution. Yes, yes. There's... Probably two or three notebooks full of lyrics and logo drawings floating around somewhere out there in the world. Hmm. God, this could be a fucking WWE pay-per-view. And yeah, that easily could be one of them. This could be one of them. Ni- this could be an in-your-house. Remember yeah. the old in-your-houses in the 90s? WWF in-your-house retribution. No. I'm going to go 80. I'm going 80. You're going an 80? Mm-hmm. And I'm going maybe. But yes. Retribution. This one was a 19... I feel like you've watched this movie. That's why you were so diehard of like, are you sure that it's not an 80s? This is one of yours. You got me. I don't know that I've seen the movie, but I think I've seen the cover. It's from 1987. A manic, depressive artist survives a suicidal fall only to be possessed by a murdered gangster who uses the artist to seek vengeance on those that ended his life. So it's like face-off, but less believable if you do that. Well, no, it's more like Ghost Dad, because he gets possessed by a murdered gangster, so it's, it's, uh, I don't know, Ghost? It's like, um, I would sing the song, but I honestly can't remember how the song goes now, the Ghost song. I only know the Ghost song from, uh, Community. There's an episode of Community where they take pottery, and the one, the guy's one rule is no ghosting. I am going to Google uh, something, but it has nothing to do with the game. It's going to manic be depressive. This, if I've ever heard an '80s B movie plot, this is it. You got the manic depressive artist. You got a, suicide, a failed suicide. You got possession. You got gangsters. You got seeking vengeance. I mean, they have it all in this. I I might actually watch this one. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look and see. This one might be on Pluto TV. You never know. Oh, yeah, that song. All right. 
I found the ones I wanted to find, and I'll send them to you. But we gotta keep playing the game. Uh, Pasty got this one right. No, what? What? Yeah, you yeah, got it right. Yeah, he did. The next uh, one: Avenging Force. Avenging Force, Pasty. Man, the Deadly Force was an indie. Avenging Force. God, either way, it's bad. It's just bad. <laughs> um, uh, I'm gonna shoot in the dark and say 80. Pasty got it with the 80! Oh, Way to go, Pasty! Thank God. I was hoping the wrestling community would be smarter than 80s movies. Yeah, this one actually is another very 80s. I think all of these are very 80s movie. Just the title, Avenging Force. Right, yeah, yeah. Just both, either one of those words could be the first and second word of any 80s movie. The Avenging Squad, Avenging Hero, Avenging Knight, Knight Force, Hero Force, Stalking Force. <laughs> I mean, those are two very 80s words right there. Yes. This one comes from 1986. Yes, folks, we are dead in the middle of the 80s, the hype of the 80s. Everybody has got their fade cuts on and their boom boxes are blaring. And while that's happening on the streets, a senator is targeted by the Pentagon, a right-wing paramilitary group. Yes, folks, the Pentagon. They put a lot of thought into this. His pal, and it says right here, his pal, his pal... Fuck, is this a Saturday morning cartoon now? Oh, yeah. His pal is two very 80s things. Not only is he a CIA agent, but he's a martial artist, of course. <laughs> <laughs> and, he tries, and he tries to help. The group of kidnap The group kidnaps the agent's sister, though, and tries to hunt him down in the style of the most dangerous game. <laughs> Yep, you gotta have those uh, either FBI or CIA or some kind of government agent who's also a martial artist. Because, you know, that's a prerequisite whenever you're in the Central Intelligence Agency. It's to be, it's to be trained in martial arts. Jesus. The things Jesus, they I made in the 80s. Was the Mario Brothers movie in the 80s, or was that early 90s? We're the Mario 80s. Brothers and Plummins again. We're not like the others who get all the fame. When the prince is in trouble, you can call us on the double. We're faster than the others. You'll be hooked on the, on brothers. the brothers. I love how they're hooked on the brothers, but they're very white. <laughs> <laughs> you know they were trying to play the game there. They were like, mm -hmm. maybe if we say you're hooked on the brothers in a rap song... We'll get that urban audience. And by urban, they mean African-American. All right. I love that. Oh, no, the movie was very 90s, but the, the TV show was 80s. Hence the, uh, the, the horrible Lou Al Captain Lou Albano rapping. <laughs> to be fair, Captain Lou Albano never did rap in it. But he did dance. 
and he did a horrible Mario dance, and then at the very end, he even trips, and they just left it in the final sequence. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, 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 and catches himself, and they're like, ah, fuck it, we can't afford to do anymore. Swing your arms from side to side. You got that one right, right? You said 80, right? Yeah. Of course you did. Of course you did, Pasty. Um, Pasty, on Cloud Style, I sent you two files. They're waves. Can you uh, convert them? Um, maybe. Or do you want me to convert them and then send them to you again? I haven't received them yet. Well, no, you haven't received them yet. I just emailed them to Cloud Style. Wait, now I have them. Well, while you're chewing, it says, I choo-choo-choose you. And it has a picture of a train. Um, how about this one, Pasty? How about this one? The Renaissance Dawns. The Renaissance Dawns. It's been two 80s in a row. What are the odds it's going to be an 80 again? It's an indie. Pasty says it's an indie. This is actually from 1982. And it, oh no, I'm sorry, it's from 2002, and it is a Shikara Pro Wrestling (laughs) show. The Renaissance Dons, Shikara Pro Wrestling. Folks, if you ever wondered what happened if a Saturday morning cartoon mixed with your pro wrestling and it didn't fucking look like 1980s WWF, you would have Shikara Pro Wrestling. If you want to see ice cream men fight each other, robots do wacky flips, and just all-out mayhem, check out Shikara Pro Wrestling, which I'm pretty sure is also... Is Shikara even still in business anymore? I think they might have went out of business. Uh-huh. I love Shikara. It was a, a family-friendly, but totally out there... Think if HR Puffin Stuff started a pro wrestling company. That's what it is. That's what this shit is. Um, but this one only had a few... Uh, uh, actually, I only had one that it seemed... Uh, of note that most people would recognize. Mike Quackenbush, our former boss, and Reckless Youth took on a team of three folks whose name all start with C, who I'm pretty sure everybody listening probably knows. Those three being Chris Hero, the man who's always in the gym, Colt Cabana, the man who does commentary for Ring of Honor. And CM Punk, the man who's never won an MMA fight in his life. (laughs) And somehow he's a chick magnet. But let's be honest, Chris Hero, Colt Cabana, CM Punk, if they were in a match today, people would buy that card. This was back in 2002, folks. In all honesty, this is before I was paying attention to any of them. I had not well, heard wasn't of any of them. Colt Cabana was the one who was in the lawsuit with CM Punk recently, too, wasn't it? Correct. Colt Cabana yeah. was also in the lawsuit that they just won. That's awesome. Yep, because that happened on his Art of Wrestling podcast. So, yeah, that's kind of a kind of a good one. Kind of a good one. Pacey's kicking ass. He definitely won. I think you've won this hands down, Pacey. But there's still a ways yeah. to go. Don't get cocky yet. <laughs> You're going to add a few at the end. Well, no, but we still got, what, seven left, I think. Yeah. So, we still got away. This one, again, I, I think the I think By the, the by, single I did not have to convert ones, those. I got those. That's good. That's good. 
I know, but you'll probably have to convert them, convert them to play them on the air, won't you, or not? Um, let's find out. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it's your um, favorite anarchist, the anarchist again, Eric the single, Cannon, and you're listening word. to Beef Sticks Podcast. Look, we all know you have smartphones, we all know you have the internet, we all know you're on Facebook. So go to Beef Sticks Podcast on Facebook and like it. Do it now. Or else. Do it now or else. Wiser words have never been spoken. Spooking. Devil's Donuts? I don't know what the fuck plays on my TV sometimes. My dad watches some weird fucking shit, man. He's hooked on YouTube and he just watches the weirdest <laughs> shit. I think YouTube is like the best thing to watch. Within reason. Well, it's either that or stare at Netflix for seven hours trying to figure out what the fuck to watch. Within reason. There's good there's there's a lot of good shit on YouTube, but there's a plethora of shit on YouTube. Like Beef Sticks Podcast. Episodes, what, 8 through 50-something? I don't even know if I'm on the air or not. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Did you play both of them or just one no, of them? No, just the one. All right. Just the Facebook play... one. Hey, shout out to us. We... We can play the other one then before uh, towards the end of the show. All right, then. I think that would be great. Okay. Yes, that's our friend, your friend, my friend, one of the great independent wrestlers of all time, PBR him ASAP. It is Eric Cannon down with the BSP. You should have to say that. You sure we've never we've never aired that before? God, I, I can't believe we've we never aired that. We've been sitting on that gem. Hmm. This is the perfect time to break it out on Independence Day. It is July 4th, the day that literally has nothing to do with the Declaration of Independence, so it should have something to do with something, and we're claiming it for independent wrestling, right? Yeah. I mean, it's good shit in America, am I right? And for those of you listening now on July 4th, not this coming Monday, but the Monday after that, we got a special buttered pop culture for you. It is pop topics, and it's just a bunch of hot topics, not one main topic. We're talking about a lot that's going on in the world immediately today, and one of the things we're going to talk about is Independence Day, and one of the things old Fat Mac is going to discuss is how fucking wrong and perverted and lying it is. We're free. We're enslaved to ourselves now. But that's for that show, and it's not all that, folks. It's actually not going to be super political or super conspiracy. We got a lot of TV show stuff, video game stuff, a lot to go on that one. Check us out. That would be uh, Monday the 16th. The day after my birthday. The day after Pasty's birthday. He's turning 43. Fun fact, it's also the day after the day after Kirsten's birthday. Fun fact, it's always, it's also the day after the day before last week's three month after five nights removed with a fortnight. Um, yeah. No, Number I got another fun fact. I'm not done with fun facts. I'm a big fucking bag of fun facts right now. 
a big fucking bag of something. It's also folks. the day after, the day after, the day after our dog Bree's birthday. That's right. Three birthdays, three days in a row in one house. It's also the day before Tuesday the 17th. Yow! Think about it. Just think about it. Just think about it, folks. Mm. Are we done with the game? Are we just calling it a calling it a night. Yeah. Folks, that was your No, we're not done with the game. <laughs> Pacey, Pacey's gonna kick ass on this. He's been doing really good. He's been doing good. He's been doing good. And uh, I wanna see what happens. You know, Ask Jeeves makes it really easy. I'm sure he does. Does, does that even work anymore? <laughs> Is that even a fucking thing? <laughs> I wonder if it is. I should look it up. Um, with that being said, Pasty, again, a one-word one. This is surrender. surrender. This should be an easy one. Pasty says that's an indie. indie. Pasty is wrong. No, it's an 80. No. It is an 80. Surrender. Now there is a um, reoccurring. There was a reoccurring TNA pay per view called No Surrender, um, that occurred for many years until they quit doing pay per views. But well, that would be where Surrender came from, then, right? You know what? Fun, yeah. But it was never. <laughs> yeah. Fun fact, folks. If for those of you who may not know, who maybe didn't uh, follow TNA all that in depth, wise TNA the company started running only pay-per-views. That's how they began their lifestyle. They did weekly pay-per-views for 10 bucks a pop. They didn't have a television deal or nothing like that. They did weekly pay-per-views, $10 a pop. That's when I started watching them. That was back in 2003. And then about within a year, I think, they got onto Fox Sports Network. Home of your friend, Fat Mac who's a celebrity on Fox Sports 1. Uh, yeah, they were on Fox Sports Network before they signed a deal with Spike TV, before they ended up going to um, Destination America, before they moved to, uh, what is it, Pop TV now? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just thought that was a fun little fact that maybe a lot of people don't know. I think they're the only wrestling, I'm, I'm almost positive they're the only wrestling company in the world that started out pay-per-view only. And they made it work. Yeah. Them oh. Jarrett's. Yeah. Them Jarrett's are sly fuckers. Now for the uh, answer to, to a burning question. Ask Jeeves is still around in theory. It is now oh. just known as Ask.com. Although, oh, that's right. The third thing in my suit search brings me to a website called AskJeeves.net. Jeeves? He's suing Jeeves now? What the fuck? <laughs> AskJeeves.net. It says Ask Jeeves Google search. What? (laughs) You sold out, Jeeves. Yep, it's a Google search that just says Ask Jeeves instead of Google. But the bar still says Google search. That's funny. All right. Hey, we're educating you folks today. Yes. This ain't this ain't just all fun yes. and games, damn it. You're gonna be learnt something. Uh speaking of being learnt something, Surrender is a nineteen eighty seven B movie. 
about a wealthy writer who has had terrible experiences with money-hungry girlfriends and ex-wives who pretends to be a broke, washed-up novelist to see if the woman he loves wants him for himself or just for his money. It's the money. Spoiler alert. (laughs) Again, a very 80s concept between, like, uh, Coming to America and Overboard and uh, so many other ones. It's a a very 80s Revenge of the Nerds. That was Revenge of the Nerds? They had money? (laughs) Penny Raid! <laughs> See, I fucking grew up on the res. I always thought Panty Raid was when you had to spray the girl's coochie because it was covered in fucking bugs. I didn't even know. I didn't grow up white like y'all going to college. For us, Panty Raid was fucking... It was called fucking... That was called safe sex was Panty Raid. I kept a fucking bottle right next to the KY jelly. I'll tell you what... Raid, jelly, condom, smash. Just a little insight into Fat Max childhood. <sighs> so pasty. So Fat Mac. Not get surrender. But how about this one? This is an interesting one. No matter no matter what it is, it sounds like it sounds like a book from the sixties. But it's called Time is a Flat Circle. That's not true. Oh, is this uh <laughs> this might be actually an album from um oh what what's that fucker's name who's a big flat earther, the rapper who's a flat earther. Uh why can't I think of his fucking name? It would have been funny if I'd have thought of his name B-O-B. and said it. It's B O B. B O B It's an album from B O B Time is a flat circle, bitch. The sky is purple, bitch. Hey, you can hate on him all you want, but the fact of the matter is, on his newest album, he used the Evil Morty theme. So... It's actually, he's not a bad rapper, you know? No, I he's guess, a damn good rapper. You know. And, I mean, maybe the Earth is flat. You know, I'm, I'm not gonna lie. I put a level down on the ground, and the circle was right in the middle, so it seemed pretty flat to me. Time is a flat circle, pasty. Get off, ask Jeeves, and fucking figure it out for yourself, bitch. <sighs> it's a fucking movie. Listen to that. That can't be a wrestling thing. Even a wrestling ring isn't a flat circle. It's a square. Or an octagon. Or a he- 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 hexagon. Yeah. Or a, t- a tetedra. Or a... So are we indie or are we 80? We're 80. We are 80% wrong. Time is a flat circle of one of our pro wrestling gorilla shows from the year 2018. What? Mine equals blown. This was a 2018 pay-per-view that featured uh, two of the best in the world, Matt Riddle versus Zack Sabre Jr. It also featured a PWG title match. Defending champion Chucky T. Chuck Taylor taking on Keith Lee. Keith Urban. I was told that um, these were no time limit matches and that the ring was converted to a circle just for this How do you put ring posts on a circle? 
I think the gravity just holds them in place because when something's a circle and it's they spin the ring, you know. It's like a 2001 A Space Odyssey. We've seen it, right? You know? Where yeah, but I mean, when you're on a fucking merry-go-round at the playground and you're spinning it, it doesn't suck you to the center. It throws your ass off. Yeah, but that's how the rings stay. That's how the ropes stay up. It throws them to the side. You know what I mean? It wouldn't suck the ropes to the center. It keeps them pushed out to the side of the ring. Oh. Ah, see? Magnets. How do they work? I got to ask the ICP. That's not what I want. This is what I want. What does everybody right, want? Head. What does everybody need? Head. Oh, snow. All right, Pasty. Nothing personal here, but we got to move on. The okay. next one is nothing personal. Nothing personal. God, this could be a horrible 80s movie. But it's an indie. Pacey says indie, but I say Audi. And you're out of here. It is an 80. (laughs) Not only is it an 80, but this is a, a movie from 1980. And it actually stars some Hollywood heavy hitters. That's right, Suzanne Summers, folks. And talk about, man, in the 80s, Suzanne Summers was banging. Suzanne Summers plays an environmentally concerned lawyer who's hired by none other than Donald Sutherland. Yes, folks, Kiefer Sutherland's father, if you're a millennial. Or that's not even millennial. I don't think millennials know who Kiefer Sutherland is. Right. Huh? Nobody knows about 24. That's so a Gen Xer. Okay. Gen Xer. Donald Sutherland. To halt the construction on a breeding ground of endangered species seals. Now, Pacey, what in the title, Nothing Personal, makes you think of lawyers, the environment, breeding, seals, or Suzanne Summers or Donald <clears throat> Sutherland? Well, none of that is personal to me, so I guess. <laughs> well, breeding can be personal to me, I guess, but I just, yeah, that's just, I don't know where they get the, I never watched the movie, so maybe it makes more sense. I mean, I'm sure just at one point, Suzanne Summers just walks into Donald Sutherland's office and throws some papers on there, and she's like, I'm taking you to court. You're not going to touch them seals. It's nothing personal, though. And that's where they got the title from. That's, that's my guess. You're nothing but a, but, a, but a big jerk. Nothing personal. And then the next scene, they're banging. Oh... Nothing personal. <laughs> All right, moving on. It's another one-worder. The one-worders, man. You've been pretty good on the one-worders. You've got one out of three. Okay, you've been bad at the one-worders. <laughs> this one. Remember, 80s movies, so don't think of uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. Right. Not like that. Next one is Titanica. Titanica. God damn it. I'm going to say it's a movie. You're going to say it's a movie, but you're wrong. Jack and Rose were left off this card from Pro Wrestling Gorilla again. 
I found some of the best ones from Pro Wrestling Gorilla. <laughs> this card didn't feature Jack or Rose or Billy Zane. I don't There's know the guy's here. character, but Billy Zane is just awesome, and I love him. So, you know, go Billy Zane. Pressure's on, man. I'm at 8-8. Eight and eight. I got to get three Ooh. correct to win. I think you got this. Oof. So this this card featured the one and only the trainer of Sami Zayn, El Generico versus Paul London. We also seen Joey Ryan in an intergender match versus Christina Von Erie. And the Pro Wrestling Gorilla World Championship defended by champion Davey Richards against Roderick Strong, now of the Undisputed Era. And if that wasn't enough in Tarnations, I, I when did this when did this go on? Pro Wrestling Gorilla. So Pro Wrestling Gorilla Titanica. For some reason, I don't have the year put down in that. Um. I don't know what year it is, but uh, I'm going to look into it. I'm sorry, folks. I don't mean to be none. But the main event saw the Young Bucks versus them boys, the Briscoe Brothers, which, by the way, we just saw this last Friday on Ring of Honor's <laughs> Best in the World again. So these guys are really, uh, man, they've been feuding for ages, if oh, you yeah. will. Uh, Titanica. I'm not finding a year on this. Um, I will say the Briscoes look pretty young. Roderick Strong looks pretty young. I. He trained Sami Zayn to be in WWE how long ago, you know? Mm -hmm. um, man, I cannot find when... When that happened. But I, I, I find that pretty... Uh... Oh, uh, 2010! 2010! So, eight years ago... The Bucks and the Briscoes were fighting. Man, doesn't and it hurt you day, to say fucking 2010 was eight years ago? It didn't hurt me, but I've been taking throat lozenges and my throat's kind of <laughs> up and doing better. That but, humidity um, does wonders for it, too. Yeah, that's true. The humidity, man. That, that and the fucking liquor. Liquor. Damn near impregnated the bitch. Oh, the next one, pasty, is highest honor. Highest oh, honor. I'm going to be so sad if this is not an indie. You're going with indie? Yeah. You fell into my trap. I knew you'd think it would be a Ring of Honor <laughs> one. They got Death Before Dishonor. They got Bound by Honor. They got Honor Up the Fucking Ass. But highest honor they don't have, and I actually did check that one out because Ring of Honor is easy to check out their pay-per-views. Highest honor was a 1982 B movie. Ah. It is a true story 
True story, which usually means it's all made up bullshit, but true story of a daring raid on Japanese-occupied Singapore Harbor by Australian and British troops during World War II. That one hurt you there, Pasty. That one hurt you. Yeah. Yep. But moving on, I think you'll get this one. I'm confident in you this one. Are the you... Big Bang, Pasty. The Big Bang. The Big Bang. I like saying the Big Bang. We're not talking about the theory here, the, the show that had a really good first five seasons and then turned to shit. We're not talking about that. I have a theory that this is an 80s movie. Pacey, the only reason I'm disappointed is because I think you and I have both watched Ring of Honor's The Big Bang in the past. I don't think I've that watched it. That is a Ring of Honor. It's a Ring of Honor show they do every year. I thought this one was mm. one you were going to get. But I thought I'd go back to 2010 and find a Big Bang from 2010 because this had some interesting names in it. Davy Richards of the American Wolves. Davy Richards defeated Kenny King. We also had Colt Cabana and El Generico beating Kevin Steen and Steve Carino in a bloody match. Not only that, the Kings of Wrestling, Chris Hero and Claudio Castagnoli, and those two would go on to become Chris Hero and Cesaro, defeated the boys, the Briscoes. And in the main event, we had a WWE guy... Well, I'm talking about current. WWE guy taking on an Impact Wrestling guy taking on a Ring of, or a NXT guy. When Tyler Black, the Ring of Honor champion, successfully defended his title against A-Double Austin Aries <coughs> and the King of Backbreakers, Roderick Strong. This was a... This was a... Uh, what do they call it? A three-way dance where you have to pin... Each guy, Aries pinned Strong to take Roderick Strong out of it, and then Tyler Black pinned Austin Aries about five minutes after that. So a lot of big names. That's from 2010, Pasty. Damn. And everybody I talked about, I think almost everybody should know. Yeah. And what, one, two, three... Four, five, five of them are in WWE. That's good stuff. It's very, very good stuff. All right, I thought you were going to get that one, Pacey. I can't but win I it, you but I can tie. One. This one here is Proving Ground. Pacey, oh, I hate this so Proving much right Ground. Now. You had to go and give me a big head, tell me how good I'm fucking doing, and now look at me. Look at me, Fat Mac. I'm struggling just to tie. It's an indie. Pasty says it's an indie. What do you folks think at home? My drum roll sucks. 
There we go. That's a much better. That's a much better drum roll. Proving ground is an indie pasty. Yes. Thank this fucking another, God. This is an indie from here. this year, 2018, CZW Combat Zone Wrestling. Um, the fact that Combat Zone Wrestling is still around and a lot of these other indie uh, promotions is not, I think, speaks volumes to the fact that a niche promotion can work. CZW kind of has made their name off of being extreme, being light tubes and barbed wire and staple guns and... You make um, it. You bring orcs. it. They'll use it. Yeah, yeah. They have an audience brings the weapons matches. Um, but they're still going on and they're going pretty strong. This one, the two biggest names that I think people would know, Joey Janela was big in, C- in uh, Independence. He's uh, huge in MLW. I think he may be the MLW champion. Defeated Ace Romero. Otherwise, it was a lot of folks that I didn't even recognize the name of. I've been, uh, I have not followed CZW for quite some time. I think the last uh, DVDs I have from CZW are probably from 2014, 13. Uh, I haven't bought a, a DVD of theirs for a while and haven't watched a lot. That's on me. My bad. But they're kicking ass. They're doing good without Fat Mac. Pasty's kicking ass. I think he's going to take this. I think he's going to win it. He got this oh, one God. for sure. So uh, we're giving you some pluses, some ups here. We got one left, folks. Pasty's on the line. One left. It's number 20. We've gone through 19 other competitors. Pasty's gone back and forth. It's like he's a seesaw. It's like he's a boomerang. The man comes from down under. He's been in the pouches of the kangaroo, and he's fought off the echidnas. The man knows what it's like to take on the Tasmanian tiger and the Tasmanian devil. And here it is. We have one more. Pasty White. Yes. Indy. Or 80, Hard Justice. 80. Hasty went with 80, and it is an indie. No! Probably the longest-running indie on this list. Hard Justice has been a TNA staple since, mm. uh, since they started putting out monthly pay-per-views. <laughs> Um, just for an example, folks, I've got one here from 2006, which, again, features many people you probably know. Eric Young defeated Johnny Devine. Chris Sabin defeated Alex Shelley. And you know who was in Alex Shelley's corner? Big Sexy Kevin Nash. Ooh. Abyss beat Little Spike Dudley. Samoa Joe defeated Rhino in the Alpha Male Monty Brown. Gail Kim defeated Serelda. AJ Styles and Christopher Daniels defended their NWA World Tag Team Champions against Homicide and Hernandez, the LAX Latin American Exchange. And in the main event, Jeff Jarrett, NWA World Heavyweight Champion, had Scott Steiner in his corner when he defeated the Icon Sting with Christian in his corner. Basically a who's fucking who on this show. Yes, indeed. 
Well, damn That's it, Fat one. Mac, you got the best of me. So did you did you uh, break <laughs> even or did you just get short? What do you got? I'm one, short by one. Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Short by one for breaking even. Yep, yep, yep. You know, I'm I'm not gonna lie, Pastian. And I know you don't watch as many uh, independents as, as me, and I, I understand that. And I probably would do just as bad because I don't know. I didn't know most of these fucking independents at all, let alone these 80 movies. But I thought Big Bang or Hard Justice you would get. You lost both of them. I was kind of surprised. Um, I'm not going to lie. Highest Honor was dirty. When I seen there was an 80s B movie called Highest Honor, I was like, if I put that on there, he's going to think it's a Ring of Honor one right away. <laughs> so I did that on purpose. I'm not going to lie. But I think this, if nothing else, win or lose, this goes to show you how fucking wild and wacky these independent promotions can be with their names just to get fucking seen and heard. It works. I mean, key the E out of our ool. I would never fucking think of making a title of a show that, ever. And, to be fair, I found a lot of uh, show independent shows I think I'm going to try to go back and watch. And I found a handful of these 80 movies that I want to go and watch and see what the <laughs> fuck is up with them. Because some of them just seem just wild. Yeah, the first half of this game was definitely easier than the second half. Definitely. But, all in all, I just hope everyone had fun. Pasty, I hope you had fun. I hope the listeners had fun. I hope they had fun playing along at home. It's not easy. I think it's harder than people think. I would have failed if, if you would have gave me this exact same list, Pasty. I would have failed. There's no way. You just look at the list and every one of them could have went either way. The only one that probably couldn't have went either way is key the E out of our ool. And I wouldn't have known which which one that would have been. The problem there is, is you could definitely see that as a shitty 80s movie, though. <laughs> yeah, it's just... Uh... Yeah, you just don't know. It went. It was way easier. When I thought of this game, Pacey, I thought to myself, all right, I'll come up with like four 80s movies <laughs> and four independent pay-per-views, and we'll do that. And I found so many independent pay-per-views with such wild names, and I just kept writing them down, and I was like, I'll eliminate some as I go. And then I was just like, fuck, if I can find this many 80 movies, let's do it. <laughs> and... uh I'm not sure I didn't count, but I know I have more um, indies than 80s. Let me see. Yeah. I got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Okay, I had 12 indies, so that would give me eight 80s. I didn't want it to be an, e- an even number so you'd be able to, you know, process of elimination. But the fact that I could find 12 indies, um, fairly easy. Remember, folks, I did this all in less than half a day. <laughs> I did this all in a handful of hours. I found that many indies that you could mistake as 80s movies. That just blows my mind. I do something like this again sometime. 
I don't know. That was good stuff. I hope it was fun for everyone. Good interactive fun. And now you know. In the year 80. We should do it again next year. <clears throat> we should definitely. There's got, I mean, there's, there's a bunch more. You can, you should do it for me. You should look up. You can find a different, uh, you can find a different era if you want, or a different genre, you know. <laughs> Is it sci-fi or high-flying? You know, something like that. I don't know. Something like that. Oh, what else we got, Pasty? Man. I got something. Talk about independent wrestling. Talk about the 80s. Hey, this just fits right in. Perfect segue. 80s independent wrestling. Glow. Everybody remembers Glow. The TV show based off the independent 80s women's wrestling TV show, Gorgeous Ladies of Wrestling. Season 2 is out now on Netflix. I'm halfway through it, and I love it. If you haven't caught the first season yet, I recommend it strongly. But um, the website WrestleZone had the WrestleZone radio, and they released an exclusive interview with the wrestling coordinator and wrestling consultant for Netflix Glow Season 2, Chavo Guerrero, who was also the trainer and consultant and coordinator for Season 1. And if you folks, most of you out there know Chavo Guerrero, um, son of Chavo Guerrero Sr., brother of Eddie Guerrero, um, nephew of Hector Guerrero. Um, but what you might not know is that... Uh, Gory Guerrero trained the original women of GLOW in the 80s. So the Guerrero family has been involved in all of the GLOWs uh, from from the conception. I think that's kind of I think that's kind of cool. Yeah. I think I think it's cool. I don't know. Yes. Yeah, but yeah, you... um, but I seen you watching that shit. Yeah, yeah, it's always good stuff. But anyways, um, some of the things he talked about, he talked about um, one of the more controversial characters, like Welfare Queen, and how people like that um, aren't quite in the current wrestling landscape. Or so they say. I call bullshit. I call New Day, but whatever. <laughs> and Chavo said... He said, um, yes and no. Wrestling has changed and evolved. I'm not saying that we can never go back to that. Look at what we did in Lucha Underground, he says, which is written by white guys. And then he laughed. They're embracing Hispanic culture, and we bring characters in that kill people. In the new season, we have a transgender guy. We keep women as strong as men, so it's still there. It just may not be the same level as it used to be in WWE, but it's still there. When asked about the pervy, quote-unquote, way that pro wrestling fans were portrayed in Season 5, Episode... Or in Season 5, Episode 5, Season 2. I'm sorry, I had a hard time saying Episode (laughs) 5. Talking about the pervy fans, Chavo said, there are many kinds of wrestling fans, and they're all awesome. 
you have doctors, lawyers, and then you have people that are just there with their with their kids as fans. You have guys who are diehards from trailer parks. We almost tried the show that there were all. We almost tried the show that there were all types of wrestling fans. I don't know. There's one episode where Welfare Queen is at her kid's college in Stanford, and there's a guy with his kid that comes up to her and says, You're Welfare Queen. I'm a big fan. He's just a normal guy. Who knows what he was? He's just a professional guy with a kid in college. Um, yeah, that's about it. But the whole... Uh, the whole um, with the uh, controversial characters, I I wanted to bring this up because I thought it was interesting he didn't bring up Kerwin White. And for folks who don't remember, Chavo <laughs> Guerrero, when they had nothing for him to do after Eddie died, they gave him the gimmick of Kerwin White. They put him in white face, they painted his face white, gave him a blonde wig, and had him come out with golf clubs and a golf suit driving a golf cart. And just being the stereotypical wasp. And, um, you know, if a white guy wanted to do that, that's fine. To me, I still find that pretty racist that they would make a a Hispanic guy want to be that white. But <laughs> I mean, they did it with Carlton. Yeah, but Carlton never wanted to be white. He just was Carlton, despite what it was. He never dressed in white face. He never was ashamed of black people or being African-American, you know. I don't know. It just always seemed kind of... Or how about Dave Chappelle's blind racist? (laughs) Clayton Bigsby. I love Clayton Bigsby. That was funny. That was very, very funny. What else you got, Pasty? Anything? I do. Mm. Uh, God damn it. I just fucking was thinking about it and then you had to go and distract me with Kerwin White future ballot hall of famer well, I got I got some uh, some independent news for folks and this will not I repeat will not spoil anything for Ring of Honor best in the world that goes to you pasty and anybody listening not a spoiler after Ring of Honor Best in the World, there was a four-way match for the Ring of Honor World Championship. I'm not going to say who was involved in that match because I don't want to spoil it. But it's a four-way. There were three people involved in the best or in the Best in the World main event, and that was. Um, uh, uh, um, Dalton Castle versus Cody Rhodes versus Marty Skrull for the Ring of Honor World Heavyweight Championship. Not going to say what happened in that match. Not going to say who won or lost. But after that show, there was another match, which was a four-way match. 
Not going to say who was involved in the four-way match, but I will say we have a new Ring of Honor World Heavyweight Champion, and that is Jay Lethal. So that does not spoil Best in the World at all. Jay Lethal wasn't involved in Best in the World at all. It was a fatal four-way that Jay Lethal was involved in where he won the title, so it could have been any of those three guys. I'm not saying who. But I am saying we got a new Ring of Honor World Champion as of yesterday, Jay Lethal. <laughs> not a spoiler. It's not a spoiler. I mean, that isn't. He could have... There's four people in that match, and there was three people... At best in the world. So any of them could have won it, and any of them could have lost it uh, to Jay Lethal now. So, not a spoiler for best in the world. Jay Lethal was not involved in that. <laughs> Jay Lethal did have one hell, and I mean just one hell of a match at best in the world. But, yeah. Yeah. Some big news, big house show news. You don't see a lot of house show title changes in Ring of Honor. So, kind of exciting. You remember what you were going to, what you had, Pacey, or no? Um, I'm still struggling here. God, there was fucking... All right, well... And I'm going to talk about um, Evolve, Evolve Pro Wrestling. We didn't have any Evolve shows on our list of um, of cards that could have been indies or 80s. Maybe next time we do it, we'll have to add some Evolves. But Evolve has announced some matches for some of their bigger matches coming up. Matt Riddle, an amazing indie wrestler, will defend the Evolve title against Shane Strickland in a hardcore rules match at Evolve 108. Riddle will also defend the title against FIP champion Austin Theory at Evolve 109 with a stipulation that will be added at a later date. We don't know what it's going to be yet. Also booked for Evolve 109 is Tracy Williams and Josh Briggs taking on Catchpoint. The promotion will be announcing more matches for the events in the upcoming weeks, but until then, here's a list of the talents that are advertised to appear. We have WWN champion Joey Janela, Evolve Tag Team champions Chris Dickerson and Jaka, FIP World Heavyweight Champion Austin Theory, AR Fox, The Skulk, Darby Allen, JD Drake, Anthony Henry, Tracy Williams, Josh Briggs, The End, John Davis, and more to come. Nice. Dummy, yeah. Sorry, WWE fans craving Eli Drake. Eli Drake recently re-signed with Impact Wrestling. Yes. That's huge. It's huge. I love me some Eli Drake. Very huge. Eli Drake is a great talent who I really didn't hop on board until 
he joined Impact Wrestling. I really didn't know much about him. And um, yeah, once he once he got on uh, Impact Wrestling, and I started watching him, I was like, "Holy shit! Why have I been sleeping on this guy?" Mm-hmm. He has been, um, I believe, he's been what television champ or global champ or whatever the fuck it was there, and he's been X division champ at least in Impact. And uh, we should. I mean, we should definitely talk also about uh, Rich Swan making his debut. I don't, even though I don't have any of the details here. You know. You know. Well, technically, the uh, the contract signing is just a short-term deal through July 31st, but I think that uh, sheds some hope on the fact that he's not going to leave the company. If he's going to sign a short-term deal, he's just waiting for that sweet check, you know? Oh, yeah. And, you know, with, with Impact Wrestling, the way they've changed everything's, everything so that people can own their own name, they can own their own product, you know, they make the money off of merchandise sold. They've really done a lot to make it a wrestler-friendly promotion, that, yeah, there's going to be a lot of great talents coming through there. And it's great because he can wrestle for other other promotions also. I mean, it's, it's perfect for the independent wrestler. It is the perfect spot for the independent wrestler. You get, um, you get TV exposure. Oh, hey, let's talk about that. Sammy Callahan. We mentioned him in a couple of our uh, uh, indies on that list there. Sammy Callahan last week appeared on three different networks for three different wrestling promotions. He was on Lucha Underground, Impact Wrestling, and MLW Wrestling. This man is on more TV than most WWE guys right now. Sammy Callahan... I mean, he's the new uh, he's the new young bucks. He's right. out there just putting his name out there and working everywhere, he's... anywhere he can. There's not a lot of wrestler or uh, not wrestlers. There's not a lot of uh, actors. Very few actors that can say they're on three television channels on three different shows all in one week. Yeah, you're right there. So think. good for him. Tim Allen could almost claim that. Almost. Who was he ever on that was on at the same time? Well, I mean, come on. Home Improvement still airs. Well, yeah, okay, new episodes. <laughs> like, brand new episodes. Like, not syndication. Yeah. Obviously, yeah, syndication, you never know when that airs. But these are all, like, the brand new episodes dropping. Yeah, I don't know. That's good stuff, though. That's a pretty large feat. It's good for him. He took a very negative, which was that whole accidental (laughs) baseball to the face of uh, uh, Eddie Edwards, which, I mean, was horrible. A freak accident and just horrible. And uh, he, he turned it into something golden. I mean, he made the he made the best of an opportunity, which is what most pro wrestlers need to do. Anything that happens, you turn it into a money making endeavor, if at all possible. 
That's what I say. Yeah, I want to turn this show into a money-making event. I would love to do that. And folks, if you would like to do that, feel free to hit us up at patreon.com forward slash cloudstyle. Drop in for as low as a buck. Take care of us. Help feed us. I'm starving. I'm eating Withering dirt out of the lawn. It's horrible. Or if you have uh, sacks of cash to drop or, or just feel like making a, a donation in a different spot, maybe you're not a Patreon fan, maybe you're not into tequila, that's okay. Go hit up GoFundMe.com and search for Cloud Style Broadcasting. You can donate any amount you want there, big or small, as much or as little as you would like to, as many or as few times as you would like to. Every little bit helps us out there. And that's what you can do to help us improve this product. Yeah. We're always striving for bigger and better, constantly turning out new content and giving birth to new shows. Yeah, I love giving birth. I mean, it's one of the funnest things in the world. I don't know why these bitches always bitch about it. It gets annoying. Right. It's easy. You just think about it, you do it, and you only gotta pay attention to it one time a week. And that, folks, is why we have the women's revolution that we have. (laughs) Because men just don't understand. (laughs) Men just don't understand what it's like to be a woman. The hardships that exist in everyday life that you don't even that you don't even notice. Now WWE has had their women's revolution. They changed it to a women's evolution, and now it's kind of been dropped to uh, we're doing the same thing we did before the women's revolution. <laughs> but make no fucking mistake about it. Ring of Honor has had a women's revolution. They started a brand new subsidiary, the Women of Honor. They've got a partnership with Stardom Wrestling from Japan. They actually had a fantastic eight-woman tag match on Best in the World that Pasty needs to watch because it is fantastic. And one of the women involved in that tag match, Tanel Dashwood, did an interview with the Daily Mirror, and she talked about her time in Ring of Honor Wrestling and how she has been a part of the women's revolution, artistic freedom, all of that. As far as the Women's Revolution and Ring of Honor, Tanel Dashwood says, quote, What I'd like to do is bring some of what I've already done into Ring of Honor and Women of Honor. With the timing of the championship tournament back in April, Ring of Honor is putting a lot behind the women this year. So it's really good timing and exciting for me to be part of it. I want to continue to grow. That and the awareness of the skill, both Ring of Honor and the women have here and continue to push those boundaries. Maybe we can do those things like intergender matches or women main eventing pay-per-views and just pushing all those boundaries, especially now that we have the Women of Honor Championship on the show as well. What she wants to see in Ring of Honor from WWE, she says, quote, it's hard to name just one, but if I had to pick, I'd say Bailey. She wants Bailey, and I'll explain why. 
She is one of the most passionate, dedicated, and hardworking women I have come across in the business. Her and I are very close. We lived together at one point through NXT, and still to this day, I admire her so much for the hard work she consistently puts in. The new ideas she has, the drive she has to never settle, and always want more. And those are the feelings I have within as well. If there's anyone that I could go out there and kill it with in Ring of Honor ring, it would be Bailey. So that'd be awesome. Um, <laughs> She'd be a and, lot better off than she is where she's at. I think she easily would. And if if anybody doesn't know who Tanil Dashwood is, Tanil Dashwood is the former Emma from WWE. So yeah, I. Uh, Bailey, we'll see where this Bailey heel turn goes. Again, haven't been watching WWE. Don't know what's happening with it. I hope it's amazing. I fear it's going to be rough. Or they might not even pull the trigger. They've teased it how many times before, right, Pasty? Right. <laughs> it could just go and then stop, and then all of a sudden they're a tag team again. And fucking... You know, at this point, I don't even know if anybody would really notice if Bailey just disappeared from WWE. But there is somebody who recently disappeared that the whole world is up in arms about, and that's, of course, the host of Wrestle Talk, Ollie Davis. Last he was seen, he was given a note from El Fakidor. The note said. I know the real identity of Byron Saxton. <coughs> dun, dun, dun. Ollie Davis went out on the case. As soon as he did, El Fikidor removes his mask and dons Ollie Davis's coat and is now Ollie Davis. He made sure to get the coat before Ollie <laughs> left. That was a priority of his. No, leave the coat. Leave the coat. Uh, I love it. I love it. <laughs> Ever since they started adding storyline to it, it's just... I mean, they keep coming up on the podcast. And I heard Ollie Davis is going to be out for at least five days! A business week if you include the weekend! <laughs> so I heard. I could be wrong. <laughs> At which time we'll find out the true identity of Byron Saxton. <laughs> That's good stuff. Very good stuff. You know what else was good? Jimmy Jacobs, who was uh, recently released from WWE. He was he was backstage in the creative. Some folks might not know Jimmy Jacobs. He's known as the Zombie Princess. He's kind of a more dark goth kind of character. Hasn't been wrestling for a while. Made quite a name in the indies, um, in the Ring of Honors, and the PWGs, and the CZWs, and all around. Um, he spoke with Vulture Hound. And they asked him, if you don't know, Jimmy Jacobs is kind of behind the scenes in Impact Wrestling, if he would wrestle for Impact Wrestling. And Jimmy Jacobs said, quote, as far as wrestling with Impact goes, I don't see that happening right now. It's not especially completely off the table, but what I do at the shows, producing the shows, honestly, it's a lot. It's a lot to the point where even sometimes going on performing as a manager 
takes me away from my responsibilities backstage, and that's a hard thing to juggle sometimes. He went on to say, when I first started wrestling at 15 or 16, I was already producing and doing creative stuff, but not in an official capacity. I've done it my whole career. I can remember being young and putting together promos that were sort of complicated. In my early 20s, being a guy people would even look to for that sort of help to come up with finishes. I remember being 22 or 23 and having all the moving parts and being like, I would always be good at observing what we call the circus, he says. When you have all the run-ins and all the different elements to it and then taking all the elements, that's the best way. I'm doing, what I'm doing is kind of what I've always been doing and I love doing. So as far as all the good talent coming into an Impact Wrestling ring, Jimmy Jacobs kind of takes his hat out of the ring, as it were. Which is fine. Um, Impact Wrestling is has had some of the best creative and production they've had in a decade with uh, Don Callis, Jimmy Jacobs, um... Oh, my gosh. Uh, who's the other guy backstage with Don Callis that's doing uh, wonders? Why am I spacing? Mm. Oh, uh, uh, I, can't, I can't think of it. Anyway, I, I apologize, folks, and I apologize to him. But, um, I mean, that's good. The, the best thing they can do right now is keep creative strong because we know. Impact Wrestling used to be TNA, and TNA has had a history of having some of the best in-ring performers and fucking everything up once the cameras are turned on. So I'm willing to lose a great in-ring performer like Jimmy Jacobs if it makes the product as a whole that much better behind the scenes. Right. I just am. I just am. I, w- I would love to see Impact Wrestling be the number one indie promotion again. They used to be my favorite indie promotion. Above Ring of Honor, above New Japan, above PWG, and any of them. Um, I have DVDs of... I have tons of DVDs of seasons of Impact Wrestling, TNA Wrestling. I would love to see them number one again. They may get there, they may never not. It's but tough, Pacey, man. I, I don't think it's going to be very hard for them to dethrone Ring of Honor currently as an American indie promotion. Well, you know who is number one right now, Pasty? The Young Bucks. Of course. The, the Young Bucks Funko Pop figurines are now the number one selling item at Hot Topic. Of course. Folks. <laughs> The number one selling item. That means more than any of their t-shirts, which is what they are. They're a fucking t-shirt fucking store. And their pop figurines are the number one selling item. Holy shit. That's crazy. That's pretty huge. It's ridiculous. And it's a dual, it's a, it's a dual pack. It's not even like a single... Uh, it's not like one or the other. The, the the dual pack, the Young Bucks, where you have to buy two of them. These guys are taking over um, industry. Like, just... 
merchandise. They're taking over the merchandise industry. <laughs> That's what it's all about, man. They're doing a damn good job at what they do. And I won't I won't be surprised. I think I would be more surprised if we never saw Kenny Omega go to WWE than the Bucks. I don't think the Bucks will ever go. The Bucks won't because it just isn't profitable for them. The only way it's profitable is if both of them become the main event single star. So if Matt and Nick go there and Matt is all of a sudden the Roman Reigns of Raw and Nick is all of a sudden the AJ of SmackDown, then yeah, it's going to be more money for them. But if they're mid-card or tag team wrestlers, there's no way they're making the kind of money in WWE that they're making now. No way. And right now they get to choose when they work and when they don't work. That's huge for a pro wrestler. Fuck, I wish I could do that. Yeah, yeah, that's huge for, yeah, that's basically (laughs) huge for anybody, isn't it, really? Good stuff. I might have to pick them up. Might have to. Yeah, I'd like to pick them up. Wouldn't mind dropping some money on that. Keep it in the package. But, you know, there's other stuff you can drop money on, and that is one of the fastest up-and-coming independent promotions, MLW Major League Wrestling. This this promotion kind of shot out of nowhere. It's kind of Court Bauer's baby boy, and if you all don't know Court Bauer, he's kind of ran the PW Torch since... Yeah, the early 90s. Mm-hmm. Um, he's been involved in pro wrestling forever as far as a journalist. He actually helped run independent promotions here and there as a consultant. A host of he successful podcasts. On ton the Major of successful League Wrestling podcasts. Podcast Network. Um, everything from the Bruce Pritchards and the Tony Schiavone's to the uh, Stone Cold Steve Austins, to the uh, Talk is Jericho's and the Ric Flair's and the... Uh, uh, yeah, just Major League Wrestling is an entity of its own. And since they got picked up on BN Sports, they've really grown, they've really gotten big. And on July 19th, they're going to have a two-hour special on BN Sports. The featured match of the evening is actually going to be a 40-person battle royal match. But, so everybody's in the ring all at once? Yes, 40-person nice. battle royal. I mean, it it doesn't... I, I, I don't know what you would call it if it was Royal Rumble style where they come in one by one. But the way it says battle royal... Or no, wait a second. I apologize. I read it wrong. It's a 40-person battle riot match. Oh. Which I'm not sure... I'm not sure what that That still sounds like everybody at once. It sounds like a riot. Yeah. But on top of that, we will see MLW World Heavyweight Champion Shane Swerve Strickland defend his title against Sammy Callahan. Sammy Callahan's got more name drops on this episode of Beef Sticks than I think we've (laughs) ever given him. Um, Also, MLW has announced that Pentagon and Ray Phoenix from Lucha Underground will defend their tag team titles against Aerostar and Drago from Lucha Underground. 
Now, these are the MLW Tag Team Championships, not the Lucha Underground Tag Team Championships. This is a match for any Lucha Underground fan to go check out and watch. Um, we're going to have John Hennigan, who you might remember as John Morrison, as you might know as Johnny Nitro, you might know as Johnny Impact, you might know as... Uh, Oh, what is he in Lucha Underground? Johnny, um... Johnny Mundo. Johnny Mundo! He's got a million and one names. Versus Loki. The New Hart Foundation, Teddy Hart and Davey Boy Smith Jr. Versus ACH and Rich Swan. Rich Swan. The MLW World Middleweight Championship, Maxwell Jacob Friedman versus Joey Ryan. I mean, this is going to be... No, Joey Ryan's dead. Well, he was dead in Lucha Underground, but he's live everywhere else. No, no, he's... he's um, being the Elite. He's dead. He was murdered. Um, is he dead in Being the Elite also? Yeah. Well, he's alive Chris Jericho was actually just on there this money. week for their mourning him. It's not even Being the Elite anymore. What's it called? It's All, all Us? Is that what it is now? I don't know... I think it's like All Us or something. <laughs> Cody and the Bucks, All Us or something. They've changed. Or that might be a separate show that they're doing. I don't know. Maybe they're doing two separate shows. Hmm. Um, here we go, Pace. Do we get a little more information on this? First of all, the Battle Riot, the participants in there, include but are not limited to Tom Lawler, Pentagon Jr., Pierre Woulet, Rich Swan, Jason K, Joey Ryan, Taskmaster Kevin Sullivan. Holy shit, there's a name from the past. Wow. ACH, John Morrison, Lance Anawai, Swoggle, formerly known as <laughs> Horn Swoggle, Conan, Jake Sounds Hager. like something a drunk would say. Like, I, I'm just going <laughs> to take a swoggle. Right? need a swoggle off my boggle. I got two bucks, give me a swoggle. Is that a beer or a sexual favor? I don't fucking know. Uh, Sammy Callahan, Davey Boy Smith Jr., Teddy Hart, Barrington Hughes, and Jimmy Utah. Yeah. And this is what it says. A mashup of a battle royal and a royal rumble and an anything goes street fight. Oh. This supersized main event features 40 wrestlers, with a new participant entering the ring every 60 seconds. But eliminations are by pinfall, submission, okay. or by throwing over the top rope. Oh, see, but it's so a it's street a fight. How are you supposed to get to the weapons if you can't? Oh, I guess over well, the top rope. technically a, a Royal Rumble is a street fight, too. Yeah. So, so that's kind of pointless. But the fact that you can win by pinfallers, it's basically Royal Rumble, but including pinfall and submission. That's cool. I like that. Now... Court Bauer has gone on record about airing this live for free. He said, I heavily considered pay-per-view, but I want to give the fans something special and do it for free. Some promoters put a price tag on everything, and I could see the temptation here. But I want to reward fans that have been supporting us. Disruption is key for MLW, and a free two-hour special is the ultimate disruption. BN Sports is a great partner, and I'm glad they agree. 
Folks, check out MLW Wrestling, not just this event, but every week on BN Sports. That's B-E-I-N Sports. Check your satellite or cable providers, MLW Wrestling, <laughs> BN Sports. They've got some of the best indie guys right now. They've got great quality. They are coming right up there. There's Impact Wrestling. There's Ring of Honor. There's Lucha Underground. And MLW is right there with them now. I've never seen... Since TNA, I've never seen a company grow this fast. And I don't think even TNA grew this fast. It's great. It's great excellent, for Independence man. Day. Yes. And the fact that he's willing to give it away for free. For free. Yeah. That's good. And he's it's only going to draw more attention to the brand. So many of these promoters are always exactly. thinking about money for everything, and I'm thinking about money more than them, so I'm going to give you something free so you give me more money later. And the thing is, especially a lot of these independent promotions, they suffer the most from people pirating. Like, oh, yeah. WWE doesn't give a fuck if you pirate their shit. But these companies suffer the most from it. So, basically, he's saying everybody who is going to pirate it, if you have BN Sports, just tune into BN Sports, and at least we're getting money off the revenue there. And that's smart. That's super smart. That's saying you were going to get it for free anyways. Let's show the cable companies that you're watching it. Yeah. It's smart. I think that's great. Smart it is business, smart. Businessman ships. Speaking of ships! Another match has been added to... Rockin' Wrestling Rager at Sea. Whoop whoop! Yes. A singles match between Hangman Adam Page and Kazarian. Who I think are also fighting elsewhere in the weekend. But. Not together. Chris Jericho grew. I would love to. I would definitely love to. I hope this isn't the only one. You know, as long as it's money and it looks like it's going to, it's just like all in. You know there's going to be annual ones. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I would find it hard to believe that there wouldn't be. I would be surprised if there wasn't. We'll see oh, Pacey, I don't know how much I don't know how much time we have left on this show here. We have but I do want approximately zero minutes. Zero minutes. I love it. So I just wanted to drop one more thing. KFAB Events has announced the ticketing information for UK tour. With the legendary Razor Ramon Scott Hall. The NWO legend will be in London on November 14th, Manchester on the 15th, Cardiff on the 16th, and Brighton for the final date on the 17th. So if you're going to be in the United Kingdom area, you need to check out the Beach Party event, which will feature Razor Ramon Scott Hall. Go to Kayfabe Events. Yeah, he's, stay, he's staying sober at that one. He's, as far as I know, he's been staying sober forever. So yeah. Kayfabe Events, 
www.ticketbud.com to get your tickets. Just look for the uh, picture of Skeletor with a toothpick. You'll 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 know it's you know you're at the right one. Good the one with Skeletor with a toothpick. Kfab events. That's K A Y F A B E E V E N T S. Ticketbud.com. Show the bad guy your support. Keep him sober. Keep him sober by keeping him loved. It's called Kfab events. They're saying he's going to be there. People are going to pay their money, and he's not going to be there. They're kayfabing us all. Uh, All right, folks. Another two hours. Another Beef Sticks podcast. Another Independence Day. Thank you for tuning in. We'll catch you around the bend on another bender. That's what she said. What? Yeah. Beastix Podcast. We out.